Ladies and gentlemen, come on in. This is the Road to Victory Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Diggity, coming to you from the sunny state of South Carolina. I got a special guest in the building today. Some say he's an entrepreneur, he's a father, he's a husband, but more importantly, he's my father. He's my father, y'all. I got my dad in the building. What up, dad? What's up, Anthony? How you feeling, man? Fantastic and only in <laughs> I like how you brought me in. You make my head big right now. Oh, that's what I'm <laughs> That's what we had to do, man. <laughs> how you feeling, Pops? I'm feeling good. I'm proud of you. You got your podcast thing going, man. You always got some entrepreneur something going in in the back of your mind. You know, this kind of, this kind of could go out to the world. Uh, Yo, yeah. you should be thanking yourself because I get it from you, Pops. Yeah, but I'm not um, computer savvy like you are. I would never thought of this. What what JG said? You can sell CDs. <laughs> 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 we was out yeah. there selling CDs. Yep, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> and running for the police. <laughs> he said, "You want some money? You had to sell these CDs." <laughs> <laughs> You know it's funny, I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki used to just take the CDs. <laughs> but all in all, I'm proud of you too. You done moved out the big city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I had to, man. New York New York was becoming a little bit too much. You know, you can handle the stress, but why put all that stress on you? You done did it. For like 50 years already. I moved out south when I turned 50, man. So I figured I done did so much crap from, from, from you know, when I was born to 50 years old. Now let me just put my feet up, man. Right. And relax, yo. I ain't got to worry about somebody trying to do this to me, do that to me. You know, you know, down here when people have conversations with you, it's an actual conversation. It's not about, yeah, let me talk to this nigga to go by me and I'm going to get $10 from my watch. I'm going to go run up on him, you know, sell you that sell you that story and then ask for $10 at the end of it. They, it, ain't, it ain't like that. You know, people down here kind of genuine. And, um, you know, we spread it out. We spread out from each other, you know. Right. We're not all on top of each other and... It's just different, man. I like it. It's just quiet. Yo, you can catch me in the bed at 9 o'clock sometimes. It's so quiet. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know? It's quiet. We've been down here about a week. Yeah, this is the most peace. You know, especially coming from the big city. So I understand everything you say. Like, soon as soon as you walk out your door, if you ain't ready for the world... <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, in trouble. You in trouble. You ain't gotta worry about that down there. <laughs> None of that. I mean if you look for trouble you can find it. Yeah, yeah. But on a normal on on normal shit, ain't nothing really happening, man. It's just life, man. And I'm down here with my family, you know, I got family down here and they you know, take care of me every now and then. Would like to say you went to visit them yesterday and you know how it is. Yeah, you go man. down south, you eat. It's all love, yo. You know what I'm saying? What time you going to be here? All right, I have something ready. What you, you want to eat? Yeah. What you wanna eat? What time you want to yeah, eat? Yeah, man. I mean, that's why I got so big coming down here. That's all we do. 
You would go to they come to my house eat, or I go over their house eat. We go over the daughter's house eat. Everybody down here cooking something, man. You saw I bought that big ass grill. We'll be doing it up. We'll be doing it up, man. They come through. They say they come in. I'll run to the Walmart and get some slabs of ribs and some sausage, some hot dogs, you know, hamburgers and get it going, man. Of course, of course, I always got my Tito's. Tito's. (laughs) I went through a Tito's phase. Yeah, man, you. I saw you drunk a little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> at, at one point, you was on that whiskey. Oh yeah, yeah. man. That's what I was gonna get yesterday too. Man. I was like, oh, I'm doing too much. But how, how you been uh, transitioning pre-COVID and and now in the midst of COVID, like the devil's well, COVID. Well, you know what? Like I said, I'm down here. It's, we all spaced out. I don't have to see nobody if I don't want to see nobody. Right. You know, and I go to the Walmart down the block, put my mask on, and I come right back home. Since the COVID, man, I just stopped. You know, bottom line, you know, um, we used to go to football, have football parties every Sunday. You know, you know how to go. I might do the Super Bowl party, but other than that, and I, my team is the Patriots, so... I'm kind of out the the loop right now, so so I don't even want to go around people to watch the games, you know. And not like catching COVID when your team not even playing. Right, right. And I got it. I got that in my house. I got my beer. I got my Tito's. Everything I need is right here. That's what. That's another thing about down south. You know, you get everything you need. And you put it in the house, man, because things close at 10 o'clock. You right. know, I mean, the Walmart is 24 hours, but, you know, most of the restaurants and stuff like that. And we don't have those grocery stores, like, on every corner. It's not like that. So you get what you need, and you come on home. No more hustle and bustle for me, man. I hear you, Pops. You deserve it, man. You, cre- you created a life for yourself. Now you're living in a life you created. Well, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. You know, I did so much crap, you know. It's time for me to relax and chill now. Well, let's get into that, Pops. This is why we here. Yeah, you don't want to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know all that, let's man. Get into it. But I'll let you ask me anything you want. You nah, you can, you can say pass. Nah, yeah, I, mean, I can say pass if I want to. But, nah, for, but for the most part, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm gonna... Nikki, do we get that option, Nikki? <laughs> 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 All right. So, See, so you wasn't let's... supposed to say, Nikki, you bored you now. She's on my side. So I went into a smoothly transition into fatherhood. I got you. Well, you saying you want to transition, or you want to transition this conversation? Into yeah, to fatherhood. fatherhood. Like, how 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 you doing? How's it been for you, man? Well, being your father, just fatherhood. <laughs> a father of all my kids. Um, fatherhood was decent. Um, it was really good. I was proud of myself, you know, making such healthy kids and and just watching y'all grow up for the time that I did watch y'all, you know, yeah. you know, things didn't work out the way it should have. And that's my fault. You know, I ain't going to go too deep in that, but 
you know, things happen. I yeah. try to keep in touch with y'all as much as I can, though. And now it's totally different. Yeah. Y'all older now. Y'all roll up on me whenever y'all want to, you know. Yeah. It's a whole ball game right now. Even when I was in Pennsylvania, Nikki used to jump on the bus <laughs> and come see me. You know, y'all always kept me. You know, I always felt like your father. It was another time I said shit. You know, don't make my kids right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> y'all always would call me. Y'all always would keep me in the loop, you know. Your pops. Your pops, you know. Y'all always would, you know. be And, you know, a lot of times I needed that from y'all because you know I was out there like, like stupid boy lost, yeah. you know, in, in the dream world trying to like trying to sell bananas and I'm that big ass monkey you know <laughs> you know I was like working backwards for half my life you know yeah man so, so like I ain't gonna lie to you man we we needed our dad man yeah we, I'm we, sure you did but I think I did the the best thing by stepping off because I was hurting the family a whole lot you know, every dollar I could find or every dollar I see, I wanted it. So it was like, man, if you're going to do that to your family, you might as well, you know, go somewhere else and do that. Don't bring the harm to the household, you know? Yeah, I guess I know. I mean, I know y'all see it differently because um, I used to come in the house sometimes. I see Nikki wearing my shirt. And I was like, oh, this motherfuckers miss me. <laughs> you know, but then but at the same time, when I did see her wearing my shirt, I was coming in there about $5, you know. So it was, I think I was more detrimental to y'all at that point in my life than, you know. I was wide open, let's say that. And, and I ain't have no intentions on stopping. You know it's crazy. I was I was I was angry as a kid and teenager that yeah. that you wasn't there, especially like twelve. Your parents getting divorced. Well, you got every right to be angry because, yeah. um, like I said, I didn't fulfill my obligation. I mean, you were supposed to be angry, but but I guess I hope you accept the fact that I was not the person that was. I don't see how I could put it. I was not the person. I wasn't helping y'all. I was hurting y'all. Uh, but it, it, we was going to hurt regardless. No, y'all wasn't. Y'all going to hurt more. If y'all wake up and ain't no eggs in the refrigerator, y'all go, <laughs> that nigga that took the bread, went across the street with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you ain't want that. I, I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't with that. You know yeah. what? I I don't know where somewhere on the line. I remember just going and seeing you in front of Pathmark. You know what I'm saying? And still, it's the same thing. <laughs> you want to you want to yeah. get some money? You got to earn. It. Yeah, so I'm out there like new. Now you with the cigarettes now? Let's switch from CDs to cigarettes. <laughs> still with my CDs to cigarettes. <laughs> So, so I'm like, damn, you know, I was still angry. I don't know. But somewhere on the line, you start to come around, and I, I start to come around when you started to realize, you know, all this time and energy, I could start giving it to my family. Yeah. Yeah, I did have that moment. Yeah, it was a lot of... I mean, I guess I grew up. Yeah. I was a kid. I was a grown-up boy yeah. at that time, you know? 
And then, then I just started to man up, you know. I wanted yeah. to see y'all more, and and plus I I was doing a little better, you know. And and it was my, you know, my give back I, or something like that, you know. It, it made it made us stronger, though. You know what I'm saying? I I, I would so, cause your mother is a strong woman, and and you know she took care of everything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and shit. I, all, all my hats go out to her, man. She kept y'all right. And, and y'all wasn't hungry. You might not have the Jordans and all that shit, but you had sneakers, you know, and it wasn't fucked up. Right, right. You know, right. my hats go off to her, man. She took care of y'all. You know, now, y'all 30 years old now. This is like y'all adults, and yeah. I'm just coming and no, back. And, 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 and follow me. We got to take the long way home. Follow you, right? <laughs> so is that leading to now? And, and now I want to ask you, like, like our grandmother, your mother passed away when basically you was my age. Did that have any effect on, on, on being a father? When my grandmother passed, I was still half-assing it. I was still, I still hadn't grown up yet. So it had an effect on me. I miss my love and miss my grandmother. Of course, it had an effect on me. And then a year later, my mother passed. Your grandmother, your great grandmother passed. And a year later, your mother passed. It was, you know, um, it was hard for me. I don't know how hard it was for y'all to see, uh, you know, the people that you could go to and say, yo, look. I need to go to sleep. I'm tired, yeah. you know, instead of hanging out in, in the trap house or whatever. You know, that was like my getaway. And plus, you know, I felt they needed me. It was, you know, I'd go over there. They was like, you, you can shampoo this carpet for me. You wipe down these mirrors and, you know, you can do what you need to do over here. You still a young man. And then, you know, they left me. But I guess that's life, man. You're going to miss them. They're always your blood. You're always going to feel them. And you're always going to think about them. That's not even going to stop. So, so. You, you never felt alone? Well, hmm. how, how you going to feel alone and you got five kids? <laughs> you got six kids. No, I don't think... I don't think I ever was a, a person that got lonely. Because growing up as a kid, I was the only child. So if I didn't have nothing to do, I make up shit to do. I'm in there by myself. I throw the throw the car around, set the racetrack up. I would do things, you know, that the that a um, you know, uh, um, the only child would do, just entertain itself. It got a little busier as I got in junior high school. My mom used to work the night shift. So she would go to work at 4 o'clock. I'd be coming home from school at 3.30. So we used to just cross each other's paths. She told me to be good, do have company. And the same shit she told me not to do was the same shit I did. You know how I go. So, you know, I never was lonely. I had loneliness. I never felt lonely. I felt like I knew I was doing. I knew I was going. I always had this, like, mentality it's like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going. And sometimes it didn't work out. And sometimes it did, you know? Mm -hmm. You know? 
So, so, where do you get your confidence from? You have to earn confidence. Not earn it. Confidence is just a state of mind. You, I always felt that if you don't ask, you ain't going to get it. You know, if you don't assert yourself, there ain't nobody going to assert themselves for you. You know, and if, and if it's something you want and you want to, you know, try to get it at the best of your ability. So that builds confidence. And a lot of times, you know, you get this little feeling and shit. Now nah, I'm scared. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. But you then two hours later, you sit back and you're like, damn, I should have did that. You know, I'd have been happy right now or something, you know. So, you know, just it's like opportunities. You don't want it. Opportunities only not once or twice. So if you sit around being bashful and miss it, you know, I ain't saying I'm the most confident person yeah. in the world, but my confidence is is there when I know what I need for me and I know certain things I have to do to get it. Oh, man. Now, you live a, a double life, like half streets, half home. What are some values that you learned from the streets? And what are some values The that streets is only one value in that street. If you in the streets, make as much as you can and get the fuck out the streets. There's no street um, etiquette. I mean, they got rules and shit, you know, but, but the main thing, get in and get out. That's the only thing I can tell you if you ever wanted to be in the streets. You don't need that anyway, but make as much as you can and stop because nothing 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 you doing illegal is gonna last forever. Right, right. And the home the value of now you're a home <laughs> Well, like I said, paying rent in New York was like you sitting there, you paying rent and you never gonna own it. You know, I wish I would have did it a little bit earlier. You know, my 20-year mortgage would have been done by now, but... Hmm. You live and you learn, man. I guess it was just time. Right. You know? It took me a long time. I, I remember I came down here to visit, and I, and I didn't want to leave, so... Uh, you know. I don't want to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a, you know, you get some tranquility, you get some peace, and it ain't cold. It don't never snow. Um, you got, you see all kind of animals, deer, raccoons, foxes. You might <laughs> all kind of bugs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's entertaining. I mean, you can actually see stars at night. And everything, yo. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit outside, look at the sky, cause I'm not used to seeing stars like that. So many of them yeah. in the sky, you know, all that shit. In New York, skies is polluted. <laughs> you can't even see the side. All you see is like a big fog over you at night, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So tell us the greatest piece of advice you've ever got. And who it was from? Hmm. That's a good question, man. Hmm. 
Oh, that's a that's a good question. Let me see. I gotta think about that one. Whoever gave me a piece of advice, and I I was great. My uncle Kenny gave me a piece of advice, where, but I didn't listen to it. He said that um, all you gotta do is show up to work, man. <laughs> and you good. <laughs> all you gotta do is make it here, boy. <laughs> and I got you. And, and you know, I didn't listen. I was being a dumbass. I guess I guess there was also I had an uncle who told me, um, you know, I know things are hard, but just you know, sit there and be like, yo, I'm not going to do this today. You know, no matter what your vice is or whatever, if you about to live in a productive life, you have to set a a rule for yourself and and just be like, I'm not going to let this happen today. You know, so and then it will it, it ex, expand on tomorrow, and it expand on the next day. You know, just kind of what he was saying to me is like, "Fuck all that negative shit." Yeah. Bottom line, yeah. The, uh, I, what, what my biggest piece of advice come from you, and I remember it clearly. Or uh, my first love when I was. Dating old girl, right? Mm-hmm. And you got tired of me talking to her. You was like, "Listen, it, if it feel right, then it is right. If it, <laughs> if it don't feel right, get out of it." <laughs> yeah, that's when. That's when I was running the street hard because I ain't had no time for just talking right, and right. playing around, man. That was like, I was. It wasn't for me, man. If I couldn't talk to you and you didn't understand me, I'm straight leaving. You know, or if you ain't vibing with me on this page or this level, I'm straight leaving. That was the thing. I remember one time, you know, when one of us was acting up. You know, it's it's six of us, right? Yeah. So one of us was acting up. And you was like, listen, I don't know how to deal with you and being a father, but I would treat you like a dude on the streets that give you a pack. If you mess this pack up, uh-uh. I'm going to deal with you accordingly. So I treated y'all like that. If y'all didn't make up your bed, and if y'all didn't, if y'all didn't make clean up after yourselves, I'd be like, yo, you sure? <laughs> yo, you sure? You're getting a you getting a beat. I, but I think the most important thing, I guess, was the bond, man. The bond, because it's, it's a lot of things. Like the time you was gone, we was looking for father figure, and a lot of things that wasn't even father. Father figures, right, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I think a, we spent a lot of time trying to fill that void. You know what I'm saying? Right. Trying to right. fill that void, and mm-hmm. I would, I would be jealous, man. Cause I would work with like older dudes, yeah, and the older dudes, you know, before I knew not to compare lifestyles and and stuff like well, that. But you were just seeing what they doing. Yeah, yeah, dudes, dudes would be like, "Yo, I just bought my son a car. I just I was paying for my son college and all uh-huh. that, and I, I wanted I wanted all of that too. But you know, I guess the 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 more you go through, the more character it builds. Yeah, that too. But you know. 
And at the time, I was never in a position to do any of that for you anyway. But, you know, at least I could have been there. But being there and, like I said, it wasn't productive, man. I'll be waking mommy up 3 o'clock in the morning talking about, yo, go get that money. You know, Nikki, and then she would have to, you know, I'll wake the whole house up sometimes trying to get $5 or whatever. You know, it was just... Put the spoons on the doorhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. You live and you learn, man. I could go through a whole bunch of stories how I did wrong, but I'm just I'm just not there no more. But, I'm, and, just, I'm just... I'm trying to be all hands-in right now. But, leave that life behind me. And I'll, y'all have grown. Y'all have grown. Y'all not the I, I, kids y'all was before looking for a father figure and nothing like that. Y'all out there doing what y'all supposed to do. Right. I mean, I mean, y'all went, come on, man. All y'all had jobs. You know how long you've been working? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yo, one day, I was, I was bugged out. One day, I came home. Nikki got a cell phone. And I'm like, you know, where the fuck you get yourself off from? <laughs> so how you do that, you know? She told me she used my social, but I ain't, you know, I ain't really care about that. Y'all was, y'all was making moves. Y'all was doing what y'all was doing and shit. Y'all wasn't, I guess, y'all got stronger when I wasn't there. Y'all, you hit shit. And I know Nikki grew up fast because she was taking all y'all to school, dropping y'all off, then get on the train, go to her school. Yeah. Then, then got to pick y'all up from after school and shit. I go, all hats, my hats go off to Nikki too, man. You know, she kept the motherfucking shit going. You know? I, I guess I, we, we, had, we had to see... Y'all had to grow up fast, We man. had to see you to survive and to learn how to survive. Nah, you, know you was all good. And because when I got my apartment, you had a job. You was coming through, sleeping on the couch, talking about, yo, yo, I just walked home from work. I mean, I just walked to your house from work and shit. You, like, <laughs> you know, I used to see you a whole lot, boy. Talk about I live on, he said, what, I lived on 125th Street on the four line. He said, what? I work on 42nd on the four line, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I guess you, you said, fuck that, nigga. I'm going to stay here. It's closer to my job. I ain't got to go all the way to Eden Wall Projects. And that's when I felt like a dad. And yeah, I can do man. shit for you. And you come by, you know. That's what, I ain't gonna lie. That's when it started to hit me too. You stupid. Why don't you fucking leave these good kids? These kids ain't nothing but good shit. You stupid. You know? That's when it really started hitting me. And, you know? And then I, you know, started just trying to be a better person. You know, I'm always, sometimes I fall down by the wayside, but I pick myself back up eventually. You, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I remember when you moved down here, you gave me your, he was thinking about giving you an apartment. Anymore. I thought very little about giving you that apartment. Because in that mentality, okay, when I was leaving New York, I was saying to myself, I'm leaving a whole bunch of money in New York. I, I need I need one positive source to keep me going, you know, because like I said, I was done with mostly everything. So, so you know, it, 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 it would have... You... You would have kind of had problems. They would have said, 
um, his son is here, but his son ain't handicapped. You know, it's a handicapped predominant building. Right. And, you know, it's haters out there. They would have seen you rock and rolling, man. They would have been fucking reporting me every day. I don't see him, but I see his son. You know, now I gave it to somebody that that's right, that lived right upstairs and always been in that building and always, you know, he ain't got no problem going in and out the building. Nobody's going to suspect him of, you know, doing nothing because his mother lived in the building and, and he's always lived in the building under his mom. Right. So. And I think that was the best thing you could have ever done for me, man. Cause, cause, Shortly after, you got your own place anyway. Exactly. You so wouldn't have got was, that. Yeah, that was, that was the blessing and the power of no, right? <laughs> I didn't know no how so much power. Because yeah, <laughs> I don't think this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think they understand getting your own place after living with your moms for so long. All that accountability and responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, it was, it, yeah, you... You had to, bro. Yeah. You was getting old. Yeah, you get old. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't just keep going home. Home can't be always with you. I, I come a long way from Pokemon cards and all man, that. Man, man, it's time for you to be a man and get your own. Man. It feels good, don't it? Yeah, it do. You know, I'm but so now, happy for you when you got your place. Now, yeah, we even try to get you in there. Right? Yeah, I got in there. I ain't coming back no more. All them fucking steps you got in there. And then you ain't, you, you strong, but you ain't coordinated. So you, you, you can't, I can't count on you to pull me up that ramp. And I'm getting bigger. I'm down south eating. I'm getting bigger, boy. I got a whole lot of misguided strength. Yeah, it don't, it don't, it, it, it turn off when you, when you need it. <laughs> Yo, you know the the most the worst thing to hear from your son when he trying to pull you down a flight of steps is when you in the middle. He say, "Yo, pops," I was like, "What? I ain't got you. I ain't got." I was like, "What? What? What you mean? I'm a fool right now?" So you should see me looking back and forth for anybody. Yo, come here, Bob. Help me, help me, help me. I just, I just try to get, yeah, it's lucky somebody was passing by, I guess. He was like, all right, let me put a hand on here. Let me do this. But that's the scariest shit. In, in the they building. Need that, they yeah. need that in the gym. You know what I'm saying? You know they got your weight machines. They just need a dude in the wheelchair. <laughs> just they practice, just bring practice down bringing it down the steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy boy. <laughs> Yo, you make me laugh so much. Because your jokes is corny as shit. But they have some quality of honesty behind them. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. You you a good dude, man. You a real good. I appreciate Yo, that. Yo, I don't know. Because sometimes I think you ain't even a part of me. I mean, because you, you like good from the... You just good, good. You know, I, I think the only, oh, I think the only bad I do is to myself. Yeah, well, that's, I guess that's the number one destruction. <laughs> if you ready to do yourself in, you better stop trying to do yourself in, boy. <laughs> yeah, I was harmful for, to myself for a lot of, 
a lot also. T- t- tell us the, uh, how you ended up in the wheelchair. Well, okay. I'll be in, I'll start from the beginning. This is 2002, December. And I'm sitting in my living room having breakfast. The young lady that lived in the apartment above, above, um, well, kind of above me, had, had like a patio. So she came outside. She said she was locked out of her apartment. She got something on the stove. Could you climb up this tree like the kids do when I'm locked out? I said, oh, shit, this happened all the time. Yeah, it's happened all the time. The kids just climb up on the tree and then hop over the little ledge and come on in. So I tried to do that. And I guess I was too heavy because I couldn't hold myself up no more. And when I fell, I fell like on the small of my back and my backbone broke and hit the spinal cord. And that's the last time I got back up again, you know, without, you know, I became paralyzed then on the spot. But then I always, I, I see, I see like a couple of dudes in wheelchairs, like stay in the house and get bed sores and let the bed sores kill them and shit. Because them shits will go, you know, a bed saw can go all the way to your bone and affect your bone. And, and that shit happened to me. And I was like, that shit ain't going to never happen to me no more, man. I'm going to do everything I could do to keep me alive and just live life, man. And, you know, life ain't over because you're in a wheelchair. I figured that out a long time ago. And... Like I was telling you the other day, I mean, just telling Nikki the other day at the DMV, that dude told me, yo, you in a wheelchair, man. Just come to the front of the line. I said, but I ain't got no appointment. He was like, fuck them. You in a wheelchair, man. Come on. <laughs> you know, so that's how I live my life, man. I try to get in the front of everything. I'll be trying. I'm in a wheelchair, Kakella. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm going to the front. So, you know, that's how I try to, you know, it's helpful in some aspects, but, you know. I, I, I know your life was chaotic pre-wheelchair. Would you say uh, being in the wheelchair kind of not humbled you, but was a blessing kind of saved your life? Uh, yeah, I would say so in Edenwall <laughs> because if up in Edenwall, I was bad, 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 bad. So I would say... By me just getting in a wheelchair and not going back over there was a big help because everybody anyone wanted to kill me. But um, I mean, shit, some niggas in Harlem wanted to kill me too. I didn't even slow down, yo. I mean, I slowed down for a little bit. Yeah, well, Brooklyn is is before the wheelchair. <laughs> I was always doing something, man. I was always doing something. You know, I had that monkey on my back, man, so I would do things to figure it out. What was that? Was that like the thrill, the risk? Because growing up, I found myself like just taking unnecessary chances. Like, I know I'm going to get in trouble, but if I don't get caught, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's all go and badly if you keep doing it if you keep doing it bro it's gonna end up badly yo 
I mean, because even Superman gonna have an off day. You know, he is people dying on this side, people dying on that side. He probably can't save them all. So it's 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 gonna be some bad days, and, and especially when you're not doing the right thing, it's gonna be more bad days than good days. So, and you just trying to tread water, just trying to stay above water, right. you know. So my thing was to rob Peter, pay Paul, rob Paul, pay Peter. And then anybody else who wanted to jump in that circle, you know, I would try to rob them and pay that person. Rob this one, pay that person. Eventually, you know, that circle of life is not, you know, conducive. What do you call that word? I think it's conducive. You, you told me. Productive. It was not productive. You told me you'd get tired. Like when I was going through my problem with smoking weed. Yeah, you'll get tired. Yeah, you wasn't a smoker anyway. You were just doing it because everybody else was doing it, it seemed like. Right. It was at one point you didn't even know how to roll the shit. <laughs> Yo, I quit when I learned how to roll. Yeah. As soon as I learned how to roll, I quit. I like, right. This is too much. But <laughs> like, yeah, this has been eventful pops. Um. I don't want to end it here. I want to give you... Well, a I ain't going nowhere. We can still talk, man. I mean, I ain't going to tell you everything, but I'll tell you some shit. You know what I mean? Right, well, let's go. Um, how do you feel to be a grandfather? Um, I love being a grandparent. I just wish that um, I could see them a little bit more and I could be more hands-on. Than what I am, my grandchildren don't know me as granddaddy. You know, they they when they see me, they be like, "Hey, they, they, you know, say hi to grandpa, grandpa, Ooh, grandpa who?" You know, you know. Um, I wish I had took the time out to be more, more than just a passing by granddaddy. Um, a lot of times, like I said, I made some mistakes in in the early in life. That I wish I could go back and correct now, but like I said, all we have, like all we have now, is now. So I gotta do what I gotta do now. You know. Speaking of now, how you feel about that? Um, all of your kids are grown and none of us is married. I can't be mad at y'all because y'all ain't find the right person, or you let the right person slip through your hands, or. That's something important because you, like I said, I went through a marriage that didn't work. So why would I say go ahead and get married and and it didn't work for y'all? You know, I guess you know I got married at eighteen years old. I ain't know what the fuck. You know, I ain't know how to be a husband at eighteen. I know I've had some babies. I had, you know, I had a kid. So I, you know, I genuinely, I genuinely wanted to do the right thing. You know? You know, definitely wanted to be there for me, for my wife and my kids. It just didn't work out. Would you say that was one of your biggest regrets? Oh man, I got a lot of regrets, man. Ah, let's talk. I can't because <laughs> they're all bad as fuck. <laughs> you know, but that's that's up there. Yeah, that's up there. Not taking care of y'all and being, you know, not being a husband. Come on, everybody in their world 
and then life be like, I fucked up my first marriage, and, and it wasn't her fault. You know, right. yeah, that's 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 big right there. It was all my fault. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, um, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, you, you would, when when you wasn't being a father, I, I viewed you as a best friend. Now, as I get older and older, it's more so transitioning into a father. Like, finally, well, that's what we wanted when we was young. Well, I'm glad I could do that for you. Um, but you didn't, to be, to be honest, okay, um, my dad was cool with me, me and my dad was cool, but I guess when my dad really stepped up is when I got hurt. Yeah. You knew I was in Pennsylvania by myself and shit, and I called them, and I was like, yo, daddy, I need you to put me in a shelter, I need you to, um, come out here and get me. And and let me sign up for this shelter down here and shit like that. He said, nah, you ain't going to no shelter. You coming home with me. So, you know, um, that's when I got back close with my father. And that was at like 36, 37, somewhere around there. Well, we didn't talk. We didn't talk a lot before then unless I was asking him for money. You know, I had my own agendas and... You know, I believe he had the same. I, you know? I think the cycle repeats itself because we didn't. Know, <laughs> I, was, I was asking you for money. What's that garbage? <laughs> okay, pull it there. I just dumped the garbage. Pull it recycling. I just dumped the recycling. Yeah. So so yeah, that's when I got close to my dad. Now my dad even called me all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of messed up because I don't call him as much as I should, but. Uh, it's what it is. It's like new events. My my brother Andre had a new baby. You lying. Andre got a baby now, and um, he got cousin? a son. Yeah, you a cousin? No, yeah, yeah, you a cousin? I'm an uncle. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm an uncle. I thought I was never gonna be an uncle, cause 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 my mother didn't have any kids, and I always thought to myself I'm never gonna be an uncle. But um. I'm an uncle now from from uh, from my brother on my dad's side, you know. Yeah, that's what's up, Pops. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's go through the speed round. Like, I gotta answer questions fast. I can't. I'm, I want to. I want to think about my questions. Before I put them out there on the World Wide Web. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything that you know now that you didn't know? Like, what you mean? If there's no thing, I, I know you're not gonna ask me if if I know things now. Of course, I know more things no, now than no, that. You would change back then. Yeah, I wish I could go back. Knowing what I know now, boy, that would be something special. Yo, and you know what's crazy? Some people would be like, yo, I wouldn't change anything. No. You're like the second person that said, no. I would change everything. Well, I'll change everything, boy. <laughs> you would see shit. Even with all, <laughs> even with all of this? I'm going to have three of these, man. <laughs> we all have one. <laughs> Come on, man. I let some money slip through my hands, boy. And I've been around a whole heap of shit. But it just ain't... Man. Boy, if it's anything I could have done is, is saved. 
most of the money I spent. Lord have mercy. I think Nikki living through that. Nikki a human. Nikki a human saving account. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have saved, I'm good at saving now. <laughs> but Lord, I would have been a half a billionaire. Crack that door, man. Crack it. Yeah, let some air in here. Can I get another drink? Yeah. Some more ice? More ice? Yes, please. You do realize this is live recorded. Okay. <laughs> Babe, can I get some ice? Cause I'm on. I'm in the. I'm in the. I'm on the mic now. <laughs> so that. What? Cry, you ain't cracked the door though. For the garage door, so the smoke could go out. Oh, I thought you were talking about this door. No, that's good. Hit it again. All right. So, what's the? Yeah, I just had the question. What, what's the most important thing you want to teach to your kids? I want to teach my kids how to own something. Mm. Ownership is big right now. Um, if you look at it, well, let me, let me get that side. I got to go to my side of the mic so it works. Um, so own, ownership, ownership is everything. Um, if you could um, own property, have your own house, um, I would I would tell y'all God damn she put so much ice. I would tell y'all save your money and never rent. Never rent nothing. You know. If you could buy it out out front, buy it. So so get rid of my apartment and move in with Nikki? No. <laughs> that's not that's not ownership. That's not owning nothing. That's that's you being cheap. <laughs> but I mean, as far as renting, I mean, it's it should be a stepping stone for you, right? You know, it should be a stepping stone for you, and 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 and, a and then you should be laying down a foundation right now in the path you want to go, right? You know, because renting and staying in the ghetto that ain't about shit. I mean, you ain't hustling, so what the fuck you need to be in the ghetto for? You know what I mean? You're supposed to be saving your money. You go to work, they say it's the sucker's way, but you go to work and you save a lot of that money. You're able to do deals and, and look for properties. And Basically. that's what, that's what, that's what um, you're supposed to do, even from slavery. They supposed to they supposed to give us um, forty acres in a mule. That was supposed to be very important. And you know the significance of forty acres in a mule is that you have your own shit. Right. So you know, and and that that extends extends on to today's world. You gotta have your own shit. That's 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 called um Assets that's like there. general um that's called wealth. In, in a form, it's called wealth. And then, when you, I got the property, and then I pass it on to you, 
then I'm saying you pass it on to yours. Yeah. That's generation wealth. So, in a way, that's what I can tell you. I've seen it. I've seen it done. I, I'm trying to get it done. Right. Right? But, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I went a long way of talking about it. But, like I said, if, if I could ever give you a piece of advice, that advice would be to buy you some land, buy you a house, and that's it going to always be there. And it's always going to grow in value. That's the only thing that don't depreciate in this world, land and houses. You know, and that's what I was taught, too. I was taught, you know, not to work and buy a car, but work and buy assets, something that appreciates and, and value, yeah, and yeah. use that money from the asset to buy a car. Right. You know, use that money from the asset to pay Exactly. And stuff like that, so... You know, I definitely feel where you're coming from. Yeah. So, so right now, right now, like, wh- where are you? Like, f- f- middle-aged man. Middle-aged man that that's just trying to, um, shit, I guess, just trying to be a dad, just trying to be a homeowner, just trying to be all-around good dude right now. And, and and get that bond like a family. You know, um, my Uncle Leroy, he is real. I, I love him so much because what he do, he keep us all together. He would make it, you know, we would book a trip, you know, once a year and make sure we all see each other right. and shit like that, you know, with yeah. family, family and mine all the time. Um, I'm working on that family on the mind all the time. And, and, you know, I did pop up in New York before the COVID and I would make it my business to come see y'all but since that COVID man I ain't been doing nothing yeah. I ain't been up to New York yeah. I know it's tough man cause my my getaway my my uh, kumbaya place was the bar right you know what I'm saying I would go after work I used to work the late shift go after work meet new people hug and, and, and now you can't do none of that no you know? Socialize yeah. with strangers and stuff like that. But uh, shout out Uncle Leroy too, man. He's dope. One of the dopest human beings right? I've ever met. Yeah, man. And I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored to call him family. But so speaking of Uncle Leroy, uh, tell the people two things, right? Uh-huh. What it is to be a man and and... Would you say is it hard to be a man? Cause I not not when you older, yeah. when you want to be a man, right? You know, you know people have different aspects of what a man is. To me, right now, a man is a man is um is is being able to take care of his family. Um, being a man is a man that doesn't want for nothing. Um, being a man is, you know, setting yourself up in a position where you don't have to ask nobody for nothing. You know, there's a lot of definitions of being a man, and there's a lot of things that come with being a man, you know. Um, I can tell you how I did it and what happened to me. It was just, for me, I just got tired of the bullshit, and... I felt certain things is not going to keep 
working for me if I kept doing it. And then, you know, and then the little shit that I built up, I ain't definitely want to lose it, you know? So a lot of things, a lot of times I was saying, okay, let's, let's put this to work for me. Um, there's a, I mean, there's men out there that go different. You know, you ask a, a man what, what it takes to be a man and it's going to be 10 different stories because everybody is a man in their own right. You know, and and what, what I did to become a man is not necessarily going to be good for you. You know, and um, um, being a man, but the bottom line, being a man is being responsible. It's being um, there all the time and and having to not ask nobody for nothing. Work for your own shit. And also, it's like, a, it's like an attitude a man's supposed to carry, too. He ain't supposed to be wild out fighting in the street and doing none of that stupid shit. He ain't supposed to be robbing no banks and none of that shit right now. You know? Right. Being a man is... It's, being a man is because of being a, a productive member of society... <laughs> you know right and that's it teach your kids that too and that's what's being a man and so as a man a man you know seeking seeking a, a, another loved one whether it's man or woman or woman or man or, or whatever the case is, woman and woman man and man what, Through what, your experience, what is the key to making a relationship work? Because I struggle with that. You know, I, I consider myself like inner selfish. I'm not willing to open up. Well, then that's like that. that's right there. You said the word. Being selfish is not going to help you in a relationship at all. Because a relationship is two people. Right. If you sitting there being selfish, then that gives the other person the right to be selfish. Um, and then two selfish motherfuckers in the in the game ain't ain't gonna help you do nothing. So I would say if there's something you wanna do, first of all, a man ain't gonna be a man and a man ain't gonna be with you. Even if you the finest woman in the world, he ain't gonna be with you if he don't, you know, respect you and, and love you and you gotta respect your woman and love her to the point that where she wants to do these things for you. You know, cook for you, iron your clothes, and pay you half on pay half on the bills with you and shit like that. You know, when you sick, she has fix you some soup and whatever, whatever ah. you need and shit like that. You know, she gotta feel that you there for her too. You know, um, look, a relationship is a job, man. It's 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 like you go to work. It's just it's another job. You go to work and making your surroundings happy. And so how many six days of vacation can you call You don't get love? a lot. You don't get a lot. Can I call out of love? We're like, y'all can't mm-hmm. love you today. Y'all. If you call out, expect the same shit back in return. You call out, nigga said, she going to take a vacation. She going to be like, this nigga would take one day off. I'm going I'm to double that. You know? I'm going to... You know the consequences to your actions. Oh, right. Man. Right. I, I just try to make it work. Stop, find somebody to hang in there, Pops. Well, it'll, I mean, it'll come for you. I, I'll, another thing I'll say is don't rush nothing. 
because you go out there and see this and see that and then try to make everybody your wife is that ain't gonna happen sometimes you would know Anthony when you find the person you wanna be with you would know cause you'll be letting that person know you know right. you would know cause you'll act differently around that person you'll respect that person you'll do wanna do things to that person you wanna be with that person you know that, that's the gray hairs talking, y'all. Well, yeah, they gray. I'm gray as fuck up now. Even even Nikki came in. She said, your whole beard is gray. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? Yeah, I look around the house, there's no gray hair pictures. You oh, know. no, I diet for the pictures, bro. <laughs> and some of them pictures are old, too, man. But that last <laughs> picture I took on the cruise, I, I put that just for men jet black in there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to go on this cruise looking like I'm 40 again. <laughs> you, had that, you had that Chinese black. Yo, and it was funny too because I used to come down here to visit before I moved down here. And my and then once I finally moved down here, my aunt said, shit, why your hair so gray? It was black. Every time you came down here, your hair was black. Don't tell me you moved down here, your hair is gray. Yeah, you got great hair that fast. I gotta, I gotta clock out, man.